Hello, welcome back to our table in our living room. That's not the living room; it's our dining, dining room. room. Genius. <laughs> um, welcome to episode thirty-three of So Talk to Me. Is it really thirty-three? Thirty-three episodes. Oh, I think we talked about this last it's week. Right? One third of a hundred. So yeah, this would be thirty-three. Right. Last week we talked about thirty-two. <laughs> so this week we're talking about thirty-three. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. A third of the way into the podcast, we should stop and just be like, guys, we're a third of the way to 100. What? Yeah, if you're into fractions. Um, anyways, I need to do what I did last week um, and just apologize in advance because I'm probably going to be hacking up a lung. Uh, yeah, uh, no explanation. Yeah, just, it's I've spring in Austin and it's just allergy season and it's horrible. Yay. So if you're like, oh my gosh, you're still coughing. It's been like four weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's just how it is here. Yeah. Well, and the weather has changed. So like, yeah, the weather oh changed goodness. to warm and then it got cool again. And then and it rained and then it got muggy and then it got cool again. And then, yeah, it's just... So. Stuff's a roller coaster of weather and temperatures, and mm -hmm. which causes our bodies to go, wait, 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 wait. Oh, crap. Yeah. Just hit a wall. Yeah. So it's been a nice little smorgasbord of allergies sometimes and then sickness other times. Mm -hmm. um, and they usually bleed into each other. There hasn't been much blood, actually, but you know what I mean. It was just a figure of speech. So, yeah. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> I have my hot toddy here and hopefully that will stave, stave off. Yeah, that's, that's the term, right? Stave off, stave uh, off. Stave some, off. <laughs> yes. Stave off. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, my coughs and my sniffles. So I'm also probably going to be, I mean, I can hear myself right now. I'm a little bit more nasally than I usually am. I know my voice is normally kind of nasally, but you know. You think it is. It's my voice. That's, that's what I do. When I talk and my vocal cords move, I can change it a little bit. Sometimes, if you really want me to, then I can. Or I can go really high if I want to. It's whatever you want to do. But in this mm, case... Hot water with honey and lemon. Mm, mine has rum in it. Because you're awesome and you made it that way. Uh, anyway, so on today's episode, I've got a couple little things to talk about, and then we're going to get into our main topic. Uh, actually, I don't know if you have any little things to talk about. See, this is what happens when we actually do pre-production, which means like 30 seconds of talking to each other before we hit record. <laughs> uh, we, we do almost no prep. Um, so anyways, what I was going to say, our main topic today is going to be, what is it going to be? Submission. Submission. <laughs> and in honor of the topic, we're going to have a woman teaching you all. <laughs> um, so because of my, my vocal issues, I'm probably not going to talk very much. Also, this is kind of a, the passion of yours to cause people to submit. No, I'm just kidding. What? No, no, no. No, actually, it's just something you've been studying recently. And so um, you're going to take the reins. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to um, input. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's well, going to be mean, fun. Everyone has someone they have to submit to and has someone that has to submit to them, right? So we all deal with submission. Yeah. We're all submitting our 
I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay, so along with that, um, I finished a little book this week. A um, little book? It, it was a little book. It was basically like a pamphlet. I think it was like 90 pages long. Oh. And when I say... Yeah, no, I did say finished. I didn't say read. Because <laughs> I didn't read. I listened to <laughs> the book. And the book is called Art and the Bible by Francis Schaeffer. Oh, yeah. And I saw the review that you did. Yeah. I write up little reviews on Goodreads just for fun. Um, and, man, I loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. Because it talks about art and it talks about the Bible. <laughs> which is super cool. No, but I mean, it, like the first half of the book basically gives like a scriptural um, basis for or like it shows in scripture how God loves artwork, how God loves beauty, how God is not just... Well, he flippin' created exactly. everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, he not only created, yeah, what beauty is, and of course he is all beautiful, but he also mandates for us to create and to create beautiful things as well. Um, and it's specifically, uh, Schaefer specifically talks about like the, uh, the temple and the Holy of Holies mm. and how God was very specific in the things that he wanted that, you know, it, it, it's not a thing for us. It's not like it, mm, how do I say this? The beauty in the temple was for us like it's not necessarily for god like whether or not there was beauty in the place that god dwelled it doesn't make a difference to god like that's not such a big deal it's also because it's like facing a, like it's for us to enjoy does that make sense at all yeah but but it's also um a s sign of us being obedient yes exactly exactly and that's what i mean is like it's yeah, it's a sign for us. Like, it's towards us in that, like, it shows us something. I feel like I'm tripping all over my words already. I apologize. Well, Schaefer's I, really good at that. Really good at making very complex things understandable and, like, blowing your mind. Yeah, to where you can't explain them, but he does it really well. Yes, <laughs> yes. So forget everything I said and just go read the book because it really doesn't take long. Yeah, the audiobook was uh, a little less than two hours. So it was a really quick listen. I mean, I listened through it, I'm pretty sure in a day um, because I also listened to it faster than one time speed. Um, so it was even shorter for me and I just like devoured it. I really enjoyed it. Um so yeah, it comes highly recommended. It's it's just like a foundation. It's foundational for, um, I was going to say understanding, not necessarily understanding, but for viewing um, the value, for understanding the value of art and beauty in life. Um, because sometimes, I mean, depending on your religious persuasion, um, some people can be a lot more utilitarian and um there's certain things that are said that kind of like discounts beauty for the sake of i don't know like plain blunt truth like there's a way to communicate truth in a beautiful way as well instead of just a um well some would argue that the truth in itself is beautiful so it, yeah, no, it definitely is, but there is a way to communicate that beauty um, 
in a beautiful way, well, in a way that is more uh, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. As well, well, what's that saying? It's the what is it? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So it, beauty is also very. Um, what's the word? Subjective. Yeah, like people view it differently. Yeah. So, like, just because like you don't necessarily see that as beautiful doesn't mean that it isn't. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I thought it was fantastic. It comes highly recommended. I just wanted to talk about it for a second because, yeah, it's a great place to start when thinking about if you know if you're a fan of any kind of artwork, and I'm pretty sure everyone is in some way, some form or fashion. Um, whether it's you know being able to write poetically or succinctly or something like like that's that's an art art form in and of itself or whether you like to just seem sing psalms in your worship service or you like to sing contemporary songs it's all beautiful yes yes i agree um but we don't have to don't necessarily have to talk about that because some people might say that's sinful. Okay, that's what I thought you were trying to get at earlier. Oh, when? Oh, no, no, no. Yes, that is one of the manifestations. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. You read my mind, actually. Um, That and, yeah, just other... I mean, I just just think in general... um, So, (laughs) you think about the history of the church, right? Mm -hmm. So the reformers reformed christendom from catholicism Mm -hmm. basically painting with a broad brush here um and so a lot of what they believed was in a sense reactionary to what the catholic church had become and so things like uh, catholic churches being very beautiful um, you know, the high vaulted ceilings, the stained glass windows, the iconography and things like that. And the reform tradition was a, yeah, was a reaction to that and said, throw all of that out. We don't need anything beautiful because the most beautiful thing is the truth of the scripture. Um, and while I agree that is the most beautiful thing, that's what I mean. I think there are also beautiful ways to communicate that truth. Um, that we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, if that makes you nervous, what I'm saying right now, I would still encourage you to read the book first and then um, and then find out whether or not I'm just talking out of my butt here. <laughs> um, because, yeah, basically go to the source, read his arguments that he presents, because um, I am not a very good messenger. I'm just saying... <laughs> It's, um, I'm going to go through it a lot slower. Like I said, I, I listened to it in the course of a day. Um, so I'm going to take some more time in going through it and I'm going to take some people along with me to read the book. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Because don't want to, uh, drop too many hints before I, (laughs) before I start that up. Cause I haven't even like invited people to do that. And, um, I've got ideas. (laughs) got ideas so yes and when i say that if you're just singing psalms or singing contemporary songs obviously all of those songs would have to be truthful in their theology yes Um, 
And you're not going to have any issues with that with Psalms. So. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Just for clarification's sake. What else is on the docket? Sorry about the sniffle. Um, so the, the next thing is the other book that I've been reading. I mean, I've, I've been reading some other stuff. Uh, some manga. Yay, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, but I finally freaking finished this book that I've been working on for probably a couple oh, nice. years now. Yeah, Planet Narnia. I finished it up this morning. It's done. I didn't realize that most of the, like the last... Pa- n- sorry. All the appendices and notes and all that stuff took up a good portion of the back of this book. Like seriously, probably a quarter of the book hmm. is like end notes. Wow. Um, so I thought I was much farther off from the end. But then I sat down to read and I just like skimmed through the end and I'm like, oh, I have 10 pages. I should have finished this like a week ago. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, so I finished it. Fantastic book. I've talked enough about the book itself um, at length. It comes highly recommended. Um, but there was another quote that I really loved um, that I'm going to share. And the reason I'm going to share it is because I feel like there's been a theme running through um, kind of my thoughts lately, and it has to do with this. So let's take a look at this, and then I want to take a look at some scriptures. So, okay, so in context, this quote, uh, the book is called Planet Narnia, so it's talking about, you know, the planets and and Lewis's view of the planets and the medieval idea of the planets and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, the writer of this book is um, just found something that lewis had written um i'm gonna start this off here okay it just says after having seen an unusual conjunction of the planets one night so you know looking through a telescope and whatnot (laughs) he wrote to his brother that he now understood what is at the back of all astrology namely the difficulty of believing that anything so splendid is without significance So in context, um, the chapter is talking about kind of the subtlety that Lewis uses in his writing and and the cosmetology. No, that's totally different. Cosmology. That's the (laughs) word I'm looking for. And yeah, the subtlety of the cosmology that he injects into the, the Narnia books. So with that quote stuck out to me because he's saying how, um, astrology is how he understands how people could believe in astrology because after looking at God's creation of the stars how you have to believe that there's some purpose in it that you have to believe I would argue you know especially after reading this book um, that there's beauty there you know and how can there be beauty there without a creator you know how can there be a beauty without purpose Mm -hmm. um because then is it really beauty um and that kind of reminded me of some scripture that i had been reading earlier in the week Um, our church is going through philippians in our current sermon series and so i was reading through philippians and philippians 4 so you're skipping ahead i am skipping ahead (laughs) yes definitely uh yeah this is what our pastor is going to be preaching well a portion of what our pastor is going to be preaching on this sunday Um, It's Philippians 4. Okay, yeah, it's just verse 8. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, 
if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I've, I've heard that verse, you know, hundreds of times before. And um, it's a difficult thing to read because, it, it, you know, it's convicting when you think about your thought life mm-hmm. and um, how you don't always focus on what is excellent, what is pure, and these things. But it also made me think about how um, there's a sense in which that saying, sorry, grasping at words, once again, how we see things in our world and we're, we're forced into situations where we have to interact with things that aren't pure, right? Things that aren't excellent. Um, we have to deal with things like that. So then what, what does this verse have to say in those circumstances? Well, I think what it's saying is that even when we're dealing with things that are impure, that we are thinking on that we are reflecting on what we can find in those things that have a reflection of God's truth, if that makes sense. So when we see the depravity of man in our life, that we understand why man is that way, and we understand our need for redemption, and ultimately that leads us to the fact that that God has provided redemption Mm. through his Son, and so even even the darkness, like the dark, the evil things of this world, we can still seek to see what is excellent, what points to the beautiful and the true, mm-hmm. um, even in those circumstances. Um, so hopefully, I'm, I mean, I don't believe I'm twisting that scripture when I say that. I, I really think what it's saying is that we are to seek out what God has for us, like where he has... I was going to say where he has hidden himself. That sounds kind of weird. But the the things in our life, in every circumstance, in everything that we um, go through and everything that we're thinking about, see how that can be used and how that shows us more about God and more mm. of his gospel. Um, and that is how we see what is pure and what is excellent and how mm. we continually um, think about that. Obviously, where obviously I think that scripture is saying to meditate on scripture, right? Um, but I think also when we're thinking about difficult things in our life that we can see what God is doing or attempting to see what God is doing even in a small, um, in a small way, if that makes sense. And I feel like the theme... Well, right, and the way that we can see what he's doing is by meditating on scripture and knowing what mm-hmm. he says about himself. So. Exactly, exactly. And then we can apply that to the areas in our lives or the times or the things that we have to, to go through that isn't that are not excellent in and of themselves, you know, that are not pure in and of themselves. Um, and I feel like that's, again, that's kind of the running theme that I've been focusing on, I guess, or that I've been reading about and experiencing lately. Like the book, Art in the Bible, is talking about, you know, beauty and seeing beauty in all things, uh, or not necessarily seeing beauty in all things, but but finding um, where beauty is even in the midst of of brokenness. And then that quote in Planet Narnia is talking about how Lewis saw the stars and how um, he sympathized with those who believe in astrology, you know, those who think that the stars hold 
the key to your future or mm. you know that they tell the future that you can find some esoteric meaning in the stars he sympathizes that with that because he understands how do you see this and not um, stand in awe of the beauty that's here um, as christians we know that that beauty has been imparted um, by a beautiful god but um yeah so even even in something i would say evil like astrology lewis could turn that and say like it proclaims the gospel because it shows how we um how we are broken and how we turn um the creation into the ultimate um while not focusing on the creator mm. so mm -hmm. anyways those are just a cool little few nuggets that i've been chewing on this past week <laughs> that's me well cool yeah did you have any other um little little topics little guys little i can't think of his name wow i feel like an, a, an idiot little he was so little Five thousand candles in the little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. I was like little <laughs> Samson. No, that's actually a video game. That's why I was thinking little Samson. But little Sebastian. Do you have any little Sebastians? I do not have any little Sebastians. Oh man. Well then we're done. I'm fed <laughs> up with this. But I guess I'll submit to you and keep going. <laughs> Whoa. Just kidding. All right an interesting segue there dumb jokes <laughs> dumb jokes everywhere um so yeah i wanted to talk about submission because um we've been going through um well when i say we uh talking about our uh, women's ministry our bible study at church been going through uh jen wilkins first peter study it's been nice. really awesome I recommend it. So the passage, well, I guess the last two weeks, actually, um, the lessons have been really focused on submission because uh, in chapter two and three of uh, first Peter, uh, Peter really focuses on submission. Um, and also just the, in the in the study, like Jen asks questions about you know like the misconceptions and misunderstandings about uh, submission uh, in our culture, and I just thought that would be good to talk through. Um, so, what would you say are some misunderstandings or um, misconceptions about submission in our culture? So I think we brought this up when we did talk about um, the whole controversy, controversy, the controversy of the ESS. <laughs> Almost spat out my hot toddy there. <laughs> Sorry, I should play it straight and stop joking around. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that if you are in submission to someone or if you submit to someone, that means that you are of less value. That just because, you know, I, I think of it in like a workplace mm -hmm. um, kind of uh, hierarchy of like your boss, you submit to your boss at work um, and your boss makes more money than you. 
so his time is more valuable than yours you know and and you start to kind of plug that same um relationship dynamic into other places so if you are required to submit to someone then that means that they are in some sense better than you or more valuable than you definitely agree yes that is uh probably the main big misconception i would say Mm -hmm. um and especially um for women in particular obviously the feminist movement has just completely blown the idea of submission way out of proportion in its wrongness Mm -hmm. (laughs) um just basically thinking that if a wife is submissive to a husband that she's in some sort of abusive relationship automatically or patriarch it's patriarchal if you have to submit right well patriarchal patriarchy just means father rule like yeah exactly (laughs) that's that's not a bad word sure there are people within the patriarchal movement or not really movement but who would consider themselves patriarchal who do abuse that sure definitely Mm -hmm. um but the word in and of itself is not a bad word um anyways uh (laughs) little rabbit trail there yeah (laughs) um so feminism no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's a big rabbit trail. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could talk about that for a while. Uh, <laughs> we have to submit to our time constraints here. So, so true, not, so true. Maybe not this time. Um. So yeah, I wanted to talk about biblical submission mm-hmm. um, because what our culture thinks of as submission is not biblical submission. Um, and so I just sort of wanted to hammer that out a little bit. So mm-hmm. if you, if you have a Bible app, which I'm sure probably everyone listening to this has, um, I mean, you have to be listening to this on something. Yeah. Seriously. Whatever you're listening to it on has access to a Bible <laughs> somehow. So if you type the word submit into your like search engine in your Bible app, you're going to bring up a ton of flipping verses because submission is talked about throughout the whole of scripture. You know, it's not just in first Peter, you know, it's not just in Ephesians chapter five, like it's all throughout scripture as starting in Genesis. Um, So, you know, submission isn't just between a husband and a wife. Um, submission is obviously like what you were saying earlier, you, you know, like in a workplace, you have to submit to your boss, um, in a school, you know, students have to submit to their teacher, Mm. um, in church, you know, you have to submit to your pastor and your elders. Yeah. Um, and in your country, you have to submit to your authorities, you know, your government authorities, Mm -hmm. um, Submission is all around us. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a very good thing. It's something that God commands us to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that Jesus did himself. When he was in the flesh, he was submissive to the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it can't possibly be a bad thing if Jesus himself did it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you can 
be submissive in the wrong ways. Yeah. Um, for instance, in a marriage relationship, um, if a wife is uh, submitting to a husband in, um, and he's basically telling her to sin and she's submitting to that, that's not biblical submission mm-hmm. because biblical submission, first and foremost, is between you and God. You are submitting to him first, which is why you are in turn submitting to your husband or submitting to your authorities or submitting to, you know, whatever your authority is. Right. Um, Submitting to God first is how submitting to your other authorities is correct. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. So, for instance, in Ephesians 5, uh, verse 22, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So, submitting to the Lord is what comes first. Like, you're submitting to your husband as you're submitting to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, that comes first. So, biblical biblical submission is, de- um, is defined by you submitting to the Lord first and right. foremost. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? I yeah. feel like I'm stumbling over my words here. No, 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 no. I think it's like I, 1040 and I'm really tired. You guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I think, I think it's um, a good point. Yeah. That your primary act of submission is to the Lord. And, and we ought to, I mean, also you think of just like, what is a Christian? It's a Christ follower. It's someone who follows after Christ. So right. yeah, you're submitting yourself to Christ. If you want to follow after him, mm-hmm. that means that he went before you. That means that you are under him. You know, you're submitting yourself to him. So yeah, I think right. it, t- it makes total sense that your first priority, the first person that you're submitting to is God before anyone else. And like you said, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess this wasn't a long topic. Okay, I wasn't sure if you had anything else <laughs> to to talk about. Sorry, there was a a definition that I wanted to read though. It says biblical submission is about meekness or strength under control, shown clearly to us in the example of Christ. And I love that. That submission is meekness. It's not mm-hmm. weakness. Yeah. You know. I I like that a lot because um, when I think of meekness, the way that that um, was defined for me early on, because, you know, that I had never heard that word outside of scripture, like mm-hmm. to be meek. You know, the meek shall inherit the earth. Right. Um, so what does that mean? I, I was told, and I can take a look at the, you know, I can Google it now if I want to. Um, but what that means is, uh, basically being teachable to be meek is to be teachable. And I like that a lot because then that brings in not necessarily, I mean, it does bring in the authority structure when you submit to someone, but it's not a, um, it's not automatically like a harsh master you know it's not like a master slave situation it's more of like a teacher student situation Mm. if you're thinking about teachableness and so like submitting just means that they the person you're submitting to 
is, yeah, is in authority over you and can teach you how to do things. And mm-hmm. so, and so being meek just means that you are being will, like you are willing to be taught by the other person, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something else that the study says is that submission is an act of faith. Faith that God is working through the person in authority to accomplish what is best for you. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and that's, it's very true, um, especially, you know, in this context talking about um, like husband-wife situation. That's a very good point because... You know, married guys out there, we don't know everything. <laughs> You're and, not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, y- like, you have to admit, that is definitely an act of faith. And I think, uh, yeah, when you think about the authority structure of the church as well, um, we have to have faith that God is leading our pastors mm-hmm. in the way that they lead our church as mm-hmm. well. Um, it, you can go too far with that and set up, you know, like, like I would say the Catholic church and how you have, you know, ruling like blind faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In someone yeah. whose word is infallible, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, because only God is, it, I mean, you know, Christ is the head of the church, not some dude. Um, so yeah, you can go too far with that, but I think that does also talk to how we ought to honor um, our pastors and how mm-hmm. we should, like how we ought to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. if that makes sense, you know, um, that that God is leading them and, and that they are teaching mm-hmm. properly. Obviously, um, the Bible also commends the Bereans who sought out the scriptures to test and see if what Paul said was true. Right. Um, so we ought to be doing that as well. Right. But um, in in certain areas, you know, I think we do take it on faith that, God is leading our pastors to lead the church mm-hmm. well, you know, because yeah. that's or even on their life. Like, and this is this is a hard thing for me to take in, but even in the case of our, even in the case of our like government authorities, yeah, uh, like having the faith that God has them in the place that they are for a reason, and it's for my good. Yeah. Whew, that is a hard truth, you guys. That is a hard truth where we are in 2018 in yeah. America. That is a hard, hard truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that's a real good point. And I mean, like we said earlier, obviously, if your authority is telling you to sin, right. you don't listen to your authority. Right. But in areas where you're not dealing with sin... God mm-hmm. says to submit. Yeah. And he also says to respect and honor those who are in authority. Yeah. So, for instance, I mean, that reminds me of the story of Daniel where he he didn't submit to those to the government authorities. You know, he prayed, mm-hmm. um, but he did it in a very respectful and honoring way of the authorities. Mm-hmm. He was very gentle. He was meek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he still was submissive to the Lord first. Yeah. 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 You see where he could have outright condemned the king. Right. It was more of like a a civil protest Mm -hmm. than anything else. 
and his faith was in God that he was going to bring him yeah. through. Um, and he ended up, you know, changing the <laughs> the king's mind, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, God used that situation yeah, exactly. where the law was against specifically, specific, I mean, any religious mm-hmm. people, but they enacted that law specifically against Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he had every reason in, if you think about it in terms of like rights, um, he had every reason to condemn the the king and his courts and all who had a hand in making that law. But he didn't. Mm-mm. He protested <laughs> by yeah. continuing to pray and pray openly. But um, yeah, he submitted to even the punishment mm-hmm. that he was given and God was glorified through mm-hmm. that. Ouch, man. Which, which is what these passages in first Peter are all about. Just yeah. talking about, um, especially when he's talking to, um, slaves, uh, you know, servants or uh, other translations say slaves, uh, be subject to your masters with all respect, uh, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust for Oof. this is a gracious thing. When, Mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. Dang. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pull his punches. Oh, it continues. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Whew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. That um that reminds me actually back in Philippians, Philippians four. Um, I'm gonna read twenty one too. Uh, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in His steps. Yeah, dang. Yeah. So Philippians was written while Paul was in jail. Okay. Um, and this verse four, well, verse five is what I want to focus on, but verse four, right before it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So you think of that context, like he was, Paul was suffering. He was being persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. He was being persecuted and said to always rejoice. But then right after that, he says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Um, and that just popped into my mind because like, that's that's what we're talking about here is that even when you are unjustly persecuted let you or may you let you may you be known for your reasonableness mm-hmm. may you be known for carrying yourself in such a way that people um would see that you are reasonable that you're not flying off the handle that mm. you're not that you're not um like demanding your own rights and i say right. that like fully um looking at myself because i know i do that i tend to shift the blame Mm. you know on other people on other things on other circumstances um so this is very convicting i don't say that i don't say this to say it's easy does that mean that when there is injustice that we shouldn't stand up for justice no not at all no, no no yeah no we should definitely seek out um to do good for all men you know wherever we can um but to also do it in a reasonable way. Right, exactly. You know, um, if you're demanding mm-hmm. um, that your your rights be... Um, right. Well, like that story that I read today when you got home, the one uh, 
the bill that was uh, trying to be passed in California about um, putting more restrictions on homeschooling, mm-hmm. uh, that all those people went and for three hours, you know, they said the, these parents and these students, um, homeschooling parents and students, you know, for three hours just told them why this bill why they were against this bill Mm -hmm. and it didn't end up going through yeah because these people were being reasonable being reasonable (laughs) yeah Yeah. and sharing their their point of view their concern in a reasonable fashion Mm -hmm. and people listened yeah yeah so please 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 don't be an unreasonable christian yeah please and social media makes it so much harder. Yeah, yeah. And I know we've picked on him before on multiple episodes of the podcast, but a certain website just comes to mind mm. that blogs on um, other, like mostly other Christians and Keyboard dogs and on slander. Christians. Yeah. I saw, I saw another, um, I don't, I, we don't necessarily have to get into it, but you know, we listen to Doctrine and Devotion, love those guys. Uh, they they recently tweeted about Joe Thorne and how he's like the McDonald's of the Reformed Baptists um, because they both like have clowns and I I don't know they compared him to a clown because oh okay that makes a lot more sense now yeah uh, they, they they had uh sorry they I follow them on Facebook mm-hmm. and they just they made a post about um uh. Um, a conference coming up or maybe they had just had a conference. Anyways, there were some comments joking about how McDonald's needs to be a sponsor or something like that. And I didn't get it, but now I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, I'm on their email list. And so they, they email um, whenever there's a new episode and then some other stuff as well. And they like screen capped the tweet. So they are being very, very good sports about it. Oh like well, yeah, that's, retweeting it and that's stuff, you Joe know. and Jimmy. Exactly, <laughs> they're they're joking about it. They didn't take it personal, but I'm just like serious. Like how childish to call someone to call out a fellow brother in Christ to call out the a pastor of a church, and to just say that he's a clown and say that you know he's the McDonald's of of the Reformed Baptists. Like it, it just man, don't 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 do that. Don't be like that. Be reasonable. Don't be a jerk. Just makes you look ridiculous. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. And Who's the real clown? Well, you know, I was <laughs> I was thinking that, but I didn't say it because I literally just said be reasonable. <laughs> so I'm just holding up a mirror <coughs> for him to see. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure we would have been oh, tweeted no. about a lot. <laughs> Like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. And part of that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. But yeah. All right. Well, submission, good stuff. Mm-hmm. I submit that this was a successful podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head into Recos, do you have anything else? Any other thoughts on that? No? Okay. Well, if you guys have any thoughts you want to send our way, you can talk to us on Twitter. We are at so underscore talk to me, 
or uh, you can email us so talk to me podcast at gmail.com yeah yeah so for this week's recommendations uh, that was like <laughs> really? my new, that was my New Orleans New Orleans accent that I never do because I, I've never tried it before <laughs> Uh, Recos. So I've got one. Um, I had actually heard of it a while ago, but I didn't start listening to it until recently. And when I say listen to it, I mean like I've only listened to a few minutes of it. But there is this really cool audio Bible that um, it's it's basically just, well, I mean, yeah, it's an audio Bible. So it's someone reading the Bible behind like some pretty sick beats. And it's called. Oh, is that the one that you sent me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called yeah, it Streetlights. Really cool. um, it was on and, YouTube, right? Well, I, I was just... The link that you sent me. Right, YouTube. right. I, I just searched on YouTube and it was there. But um, I'm not sure how it's um, how it's actually distributed. I should have done my research before I recommended <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I, I found it on YouTube. But um, I want to say my boss had it on Spotify is how he was listening to it. Anyways, it's it's just a really cool audio Bible. The thing that stuck out to me, because I listened through all of Philippians this past week and uh, listened to it with streetlights, the thing that stuck out to me is the people reading the Bible, um, especially in the third chapter of Philippians, so I specifically think that that's fantastic. Um, you could just hear the passion in his voice. Mm. It's as if he you know, had actually written these words. Like he really felt what he was reading and that. I love that. Like I have to do that for myself when I'm reading the Bible in order for me to actually like really get it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have to read it with like the right inflection. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah, it reminds you that someone actually wrote this and that they had, that they were passionate when they wrote it. Um, It's not just like, I don't know. It's not bland. Not, yeah, because there's that there's that um, temptation to believe that that scripture doesn't you know doesn't have much to say or oh you've already read it before or, you know any number of excuses. So to hear it in a different context, especially when it's someone who is very uh, passionate about what they're saying, is just super cool. Yeah. So I c- recommend it. Streetlights, audio Bible. Yeah. Cool stuff. You got any recos? I do, I do. Um, so I actually, uh, I'm recoing a podcast and I actually heard about this podcast from um, Ali Stuckey, who oh, yeah. is uh, the conservative millennial. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Which I really like her. I follow her on Instagram. She's pretty funny. Uh, anyways. Uh, but she had recommended this podcast, and so I went and listened to it, and was like, "Man, these guys are just awesome!" So it's it's a podcast called Just Thinking Podcast, and it's uh, is it Daryl Harrison and Virgil Williams? Other way around. I think it's Daryl Williams. No, you might be right. Daryl Harrison. Walker. Walker. Walker, that's what it is. So it's Dang, you Just right. Thinking podcast wrong. with uh, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker. Um, two really awesome guys just talking one, about theology. One of them's a Texas Ranger. What? 
Virgil Walker. Oh my goodness, Texas really? Texas Ranger. <laughs> I was so confused. It's like, what? Sorry, that was a really bad joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just really recommend the podcast. I had, uh, they had listened to the two latest episodes, um, which was, uh, episode 23 and 24, where they really talked about, um, well, they talked about the MLK, uh, 50 conference. And two? And their issues with that. And then they uh, just sort of, in the latest episode, went into more of that um, and talked about this idea of like sin by proxy, which I really recommend listening to. Um, but yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. I've, I've listened to more episodes recently and there's an episode where they like basically both talk about their backgrounds and how they came out of uh like uh charismatic pentecostalism and okay. like an, an arminian background and how they came to you know be reformed yeah <laughs> uh and it was just it was really cool to hear that and so yeah i highly recommend it sweet they're awesome just and they're thinking. funny they joke around too yeah yeah they do, they, do <laughs> they have a lot of personality which i think is super super funny. yeah i prefer cool. podcasts like that where yeah. people like joke around don't take themselves too seriously yes. so. definitely i hope that we do that enough maybe we do it too much oh i don't know i mean <laughs> i'm serious all the time i don't know about you You're making jokes making light of everything jeez um no okay i think we're done sorry we're done. It's We're getting done too late. We're like we have talked to each other. We I, for know, too we, long. I'm done with you. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Go to bed. Seriously, Go to sleep. I Jeez. want to. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, till next time. Oh, actually, next time. Oh no. Will not be next week. Um, oh, are we not recording next week? No, because I'm going to be out of state next week. Well, duh. But I just I wasn't sure if we were gonna like record before you leave oh yeah maybe okay so i don't know maybe we will be back <laughs> next week i don't know we'll see uh follow us on twitter and we'll let you know early whether or not we're going to be releasing an episode but i'm going to be out most of next week i'm going to be out of town for five days Yeesh. which is fun um pray for samantha because she's got two kids with no help which yeah this will be the first mom time this will be the longest we have ever been away from each other since we've been married no you've gone you've gone to atlanta actually before yeah, that was a three-day trip this is also a it was a four-day trip. trip wednesday thursday friday saturday right but we'll see you on wednesday yeah you're leaving on wednesday mm -hmm. yeah and then so you'll be gone pretty much all day wednesday mm-hmm and Thursday, Friday, and then you'll be back Saturday. Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not a full four days. No, I mean, not necessarily. But it will be the longest we've ever been. That's true. It will be the longest. And you've never gone out of town since we've had children. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last time you went, it was before kids. So. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> oh, 
be a lot different. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean that that means that the time will probably go by faster because you'll have a lot. Oh to yeah, do. I'm sure. Yeah, you won't just be sitting around thinking of me the whole time. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I'm just. This sounds bad, but I'm not as like attached to you as yeah. I was before. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up. In a good way, like I was, yeah. I was uh, attached in an unhealthy way. Yeah, like at the hip, huh? At the hip, attached at the hip. Yeah, there you go. So it's just you're cool. With not it. as bad not now. Okay, right. fine. You don't have to pray for Samantha. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, she's gonna be fine. Please pray for she's me. gonna be fine without me. She doesn't care that I'm gone. And we also have FaceTime so the kids can see you. That's true. If we have Wi-Fi. Anyways, we don't need to be talking about details of my work trip next week. Just that it's going to happen. So I don't know if the podcast is going to happen. It might. It might not. Uh, This has been three minutes of not explaining why there may or may not be a podcast (laughs) next week. The end. All right. All right. Talk at you guys later. Bye. all over the place that was a weird sound especially if you couldn't see my face it was a very Um, weird sound yeah i'm glad i got it on tape (laughs) on tape oh man Mm -hmm. what are we over here